Welcome to the Live Leadership Podcast with myself, Leela Singh. All things coaching, career, and personal branding. This podcast is for ambitious career professionals like you, wanting to create a life of choice and freedom, to be, do, and have more through overcoming limitations, to develop new perspectives and insights, and to redefine your success, be that in work, health, relationships, and so much more. In this week's show, I want to share with you a recent episode from My Brand Live, a conversation with Ash Borland, where we talk about all things podcasting. And you might be thinking, why is that relevant to me as an employee? Why would I want to know about podcasting? Well, here's an even better question. How can you use a podcast to further your career? Most employees will think of podcasting as an opportunity from which they can be interviewed by a podcast host, which in turn provides them with a platform to increase their visibility and position them as a thought leader. One of the reasons that I introduced my podcast, My Brand HQ, was for this very reason, to offer high-performing career professionals, leaders in their field, the opportunity to share their story, their purpose, the adversities they've overcome, their learnings, and ultimately to open your eyes, the listener, to what is possible when it comes to your career. However, what if you could create your own podcast, which would be another tool for you to not only increase your visibility, but to get known as a thought leader and be remembered by others in your industry or profession? Well, let's head over and hear what Ash Borland, an expert in podcasting, has to say about the ups and downs, the pros, the cons, and the massive benefits of creating your own podcast. So today's topic is furthering your career through podcasting. So how can you use a podcast to further your career? Most employees will think of podcasting as an opportunity to, from which they can be interviewed by a podcast host, so someone like myself, who in turn provides them with a platform to increase their visibility and position them as a thought leader. And that's one of the reasons that I introduced my podcast, My Brand HQ, was for this very reason, to offer that um, platform for high performing career professionals, leaders in their field, the opportunity to share their story, their purpose, the adversities that they've overcome, their learnings, and ultimately to open your eyes to what is possible when it comes to your career. However, what if you could create your own podcast, which could be another tool for you not only to increase your visibility, but to get known as a thought leader and be remembered by others in your industry, in your profession. So today I am joined by Ash Borland. Ash is a podcast and content creation fanatic. If it can be recorded and uploaded to the internet, he is obsessed with it. He's launched many podcasts over the years, both for his own business and for others, and with his own shows reaching the top 10 in the UK marketing charts, and also being in the top 2.5% of all podcasts globally. His social media content has generated millions of views and downloads across multiple channels. So, Ash, hello there. How are you? Hello. I'm so excited to finally be on here we've been trying to get this for ages so i'm really excited to be here leela and yeah just pumped to spend the next however long with you 
Thank you. Thank you for taking the time out to have this conversation. Paul Morrison, hello there. Thank you for your very kind words. Leela is incredible. I love her podcast. I love you too, Paul. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ash, before we kick into the, the, you know, how you can further your career through through podcasting, where has your passion for podcasting stemmed from? Yeah, great, great question. So I um, stumbled across podcasting. Gosh, it must be quite, it's quite a while ago now, but maybe 2016, roughly, mm -hmm. maybe, actually, no, probably earlier than that, 2015, around this time where I was working in a corporate company and I was miserable as sin. And um, we've all had, and I had an hour and a half commute every day. And I was thinking, well, what can I do? And I started um, listening to music. That was cool. But then I've, I stumbled across some thing called podcasting. I'd never heard of it before. And it was a game changer because I'm dyslexic. So all of a sudden, I was had this ability to kind of learn from people. And I'm not a big fan of the entertainment one, so to speak. I quite like the educational podcast. So that uh, my commute just would, became just a consistent time to sit. And it was Gary Vaynerchuk at the time. Um, but I had everything. I was listening to every type of if it was mental health, it was um, fitness, it was everything. And I listened to podcasts for a number of years before I went, finally took the leap to move into being a creator. And it was funny how podcasting over that time, it's like kind of, um, what's the word? Like, like kind of like a passive learning. I was sat there learning this stuff day in, day out. And then it, it kind of changed my life. I was a different person by the time I finally actioned it. Um, and it was so from there, I never really, I'd always podcast and I set my own podcast up. I never really thought of it as being anything more than just a, you know, no one's going to listen to me just like, as we all feel. And then, um, and then, and then it kind of grew and, you know, fast forward to now and year and a half ago, I was getting contacted by some of the best people in the podcasting space, as in like educators and stuff. And they're like, well, how are you doing this stuff? And so I just decided to go all in on it and I love it. And I think it's an incredible medium. I think it's one of the few content creation places and that's how i fell in love with it which was um that actually is genuine where we get to really see people as people and not just dancing around pointing at things for 15 seconds <laughs> yeah indeed and, and that's great so listening to podcasts is great and i think it, it's obviously becoming a lot more popular now um you know people listening to podcasts mm. as well as audiobooks and so forth but podcasts particularly so why start one? I mean, it, it's it's one thing to listen. There's millions of people who listen, but only very few will actually think, ah, you know, I'd like to start a podcast. So what was it? What was the driver for you? So the driver for me, and it kind of is still the same main driver, but it, and it's changed and evolved, but it's still the same core thing. The driver for me was um, I had, it had podcasts had given me so much and genuinely had changed me from thinking I was really stupid. I was in finance, so I wasn't stupid, but I felt like I was stupid because I was dyslexic to the point where I was like, I'm not stupid. I'm actually good at this stuff. I just learn differently. And so that podcast had done so much for me that I was like, there's more me's out there. And I know, and this is like, that's what made me want to do it was I was like, I know that the, the, like what do I need there's not like this person there's there's the, at the time it was personal branding that's how me no one was talking about it in a podcasting format in the way I wanted it which was solo at the time it was solo shows educational and daily because the people are commuting every day so I was like if I'm in a personal growth kind of mindset I want to be pushing forward every single day and so I sat down and created a show that did that 
Um, it was really pragmatic at the time. It was just like, okay, what what do I what would I need if I was me two years ago that isn't here? And um, and and that was why I started. It was kind of like more propelled to do so. Now it's changed over the time again. I've had many shows because you start to realize as we're going to speak about throughout this how it's a very useful tool and has many. It's like a Swiss Army knife of how you can use it. But um, at the for for me the drive to get into it was purely there are other dyslexics out there. There are other people who are not, you know, maybe can't go, don't read, but they can learn. And so let's see if I can help it. And and that focus for a year was what made it successful, if I'm honest, because and, and I think that's where many people, many people get into podcasting either for that reason or because they just like to have a conversation, <laughs> which is I don't think that's the best reason to get into it. But that's why many do. Yeah, 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 definitely. And what were the biggest challenges you faced starting out? Um, biggest one is tech. I mean, at the time, I knew nothing. I mean, it, well, you wouldn't know that now. And I still am not that very techy. Like, people think I am, but I, YouTube is a wonderful thing. Um, but um, tech at the time, like, when I was – when I, I worked as a, as a mortgage broker, and I, at the time when I was listening to this stuff, and I, I literally barely knew how to turn on a computer. Do you know what I mean? I could do, like, my application things, but I was – like people forget and they, and they think instantly they're like oh well you know how to do it and i'm like i didn't have a clue i didn't know i i had an iphone because it didn't get viruses you know it was like silly little things so the biggest challenge for me was overcoming that hurdle there was many ones but that was the first one was like i don't even know what to do how do i do it do i need this microphone do i need this do i need that um and then when you that once i kind of got over that and realized like it's okay you can just use anything um, the other one then was imposter syndrome. There is that imposter syndrome that kicks in of like, who am I to, to, who am I to have the audacity to even say that I know what I'm talking about? Those are the two main challenges. And then I say the third one is getting guests. Um, it, when I moved into guests, when I moved into actually interviewing people, that was a whole other um, kettle of fish. And I think that's a challenge. And I think they're the challenges that most people face is equipment, imposter syndrome and, and guests i think they're, they're, they're they seem to be from the many people i've now worked with on this i think it, it it seems to be the the consistent through line is always those three in some capacity yeah yeah and and i think you know just listening to that i think for me again it was like the tech and the because a lot of mine is solo as well so oh god what am i gonna you know um talk about when i'm doing a live whereas with a yeah. podcast i actually found in fact, the reason I started mine was because even pre sort of being aware of not the existence, but the popularity, I guess, of podcasting, mm. I, and this is when I was still working in my, in my full-time career. I thought, you know what? I know so many amazing people yeah. and, you know, they're talented. They've, you know, they're thought leaders. They've got something to say. They've got a point of view. Wouldn't it be great to, speak to these people and interview them so i was thinking about it from an interview perspective not a podcast mm. um, so i hadn't really thought of it it was actually only during when lockdown kicked in i thought now's a good time to look into this and and, and start doing something and it, it's great because it's it's just uh, to the one of the points you made about conversations yes i do like having conversations and learning about people so it's it's also a great opportunity to do so but also having people and sharing you know, as you say, you get to learn from it. And that that's a big part of it is creating a platform for the guests, in my case, 
because a lot of people in tech don't necessarily have a podcast or do a lot of podcast interviews so it's creating a platform for them but also opening the listeners eyes to possibilities of what is possible in their in their career 100 i mean i think that's the thing with podcasts is that so many people think when they think podcast they think i mean you can't even talk about podcasting without someone going joe rogan it's the first thing people think about what well, love hate whatever it may be but it is it's the first thing and the problem with that is that's a bit of a double-edged sword because there are so many other uses for a podcast and people instantly think three and a half hours, two people talking and rubbish for that amount of time. But actually when you start looking at podcasts and you like, well, I love what you've saying there about what you've done is if you start looking at podcasts, they're very undersaturated and really every industry, every industry in the next five to 10 years, and we'll talk about it in the future, but it's the reality of what you're saying here is that, that we are all going to have our show. We're going to have the show we all go around and there's nothing stopping anybody to be that show. If you want to have that conversation and be the person who facilitates it because that every industry needs it and recruitment, talk about recruitment. It's not interesting to anybody. I got into podcasting through financial services, you know, like nobody was interested in financial services except in the financial service industry as a rock star, <laughs> because in that little space, people are interested so there's always there's always people to talk and i think that's uh that's definitely a um something that like and that's what i love what you've done is it's it's very much niche and talking to a right community mm, thank you thank you for that means a lot coming from you Good. <laughs> <laughs> as a podcast expert um so i guess what, what's been your biggest learning throughout that journey to having all these shows um, oh gosh, there's lots of things, but biggest learning is um, make sure that you nail down your concept and your format of your show before you launch it. Um, that's probably the best, the biggest one. There's loads of other little micro ones if you ask questions, but but the reality is that's the biggest one that has been a painful learning curve over many, many years because it's one of these scenarios where with podcasting, often what people do is there and, and the advice given generically by many content creator kind of people maybe they're coaches maybe they're consultants whatever that may be but they are they'll go just go just go out there figure it out and just create again love gary v but that was his advice the problem with podcasting is podcasts aren't kind of built that way they are hugely niche and majority of your audience the data when I started analyzing my own analytics of mine and, and my many shows I had and also my clients, your most downloaded episodes are going to be your first 10. And so if you don't measure twice and cut once with your podcast, you could end up getting yourself in a right mess. And and um, I've I have experienced it myself firsthand many, many, many times. So that so with all I mean by that is make sure that you're you know your concept. So your concept is what is it about? Who is your audience? Who are you serving? What are you trying to achieve? So that's your concept. Um, and then your format would be how are you delivering it? Is it a solo show? Is it an interview show? Is it a co-host conversational show? Is it going to be a hybrid show with multiple different things? How long is it going to be? All of these things might seem a little bit trivial and i actually have a free course on youtube on how to do this so people can use that it's fine it's just on the bottom of my youtube channel um which i used to sell and now i just give it away um but it's one of those where this stuff is so important because if you don't get it right first time 
you can get it wrong within reason, but if you just go, do you know what? And this is where everyone does. I'm just going to have a chat with everybody. Right. And then, then the, the goal of the show loses its complete, um, complete focus. So that was the one that was the biggest learning curve. And that then that learning curve very much that, that learning kind of moment very much is like a through line through to that's launching the show. Then you've got to make sure within that very keeping that on, that you stay on target and you keep the, now the goal of the show, you keep the goal of the show at the forefront of the mind. The goal of the show might not always be that the listener is the most important thing. That might not be the case. Probably isn't the case of what we're going to be talking about today. So it's not, but it's whatever the goal of the show is has to stay focused. Mm. So if the goal is to network, then then make sure it's it's all about that. Don't then moan when it's not very good and it's not as if you're not getting any downloads, things like that. But then if the goal of the show is to educate, or like I said at the beginning, mine was to educate people within dyslexia, turn up every single day. That show did really well. 100 episodes solo. It went wrong when I interviewed people. Because right. I started, in, now don't get me wrong, the interviews are some of the biggest, some amazing content creators, but that's when it went wrong because that's when I'd, you lose track of what you're actually doing. You lose track. Mm. For me, then it became, oh, I want to be able to speak to these creators and I, I, and it became less, didn't become about you, the listener. It became about oh, what well, I want to speak to them. But if that was the case, then, then now the show loses its concept and, and its goal is off. So, so that was yeah. the biggest learning curve. So if you want to do a new type of show, the best thing to do is start a new show. Right. And, and I know many people who have two or three running at once for different things. And, mm. and that's absolutely fine. Interesting, interesting. And I think I'm, I'm just listening. I'm thinking, can I tick this off? Have I done this the right way? Um, Don't worry. I mean, like, it's, <laughs> so I remember interviewing a guy on my. <laughs> I remember interviewing a guy on my podcast before I got niched into podcasting. And this guy's called Travis Brown, who's the creator of Poddex, which is like a questions. For, it's very good, and he's very, very well known in the podcast industry. And I brought him on on how to interview people correctly, and then. Yeah, <laughs> He then halfway through, I said, well, what's that? What she's doing? He said, what you shouldn't do is this, 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 and this, which was all of the things I'd just done up until the point of that interview. And I was like, and I said to him, I was like, wow. Well, and it was live as well. And I was like, well, I've just done all that. And he was like, no, it's fine. Everybody does it. But if you want the best possible thing, mm. so don't worry. <laughs> I always have the same, that moment when you're like, oh, I don't do any of those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I get that. And it, 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 all of this is learning as well, I think. And, and you know, what you said there about concept, I think for me, my concept is clear. I know who the audience is that I'm kind of targeting for this and what it's about. So it's bringing in the leaders from the tech industry. And when I talk about leaders, I mean, people who have something to say, it doesn't have to be a job title. Um, so I've had people, who, you know, I had a, a, a young startup entrepreneur, 17, um, who right. started her own tech business, you know, up to CEOs of, of listed companies. So they're all leaders in their own right and sharing again ultimately to show what's possible and how they've overcome situations um and then what i do is i kind of throw in like this as an example because i see this as a benefit for that audience because of the the angle that we're talking about today as things like that whether it's health or sales or recruitment or podcasting so it but it's keeping like you said keeping back that focus for me it's having those guests yeah. from the industry and always coming back to that and and you and i would say that off air like the call that we had before for people to understand like because i think what you do is brilliant the the pre-call we did before 
um, that was something that's very like you, you know, me and you, it wasn't like you're going to come on the show. It was, we need to make sure this fits for my audience, you know? And I think that was something that for me made me want to come on the show more because it was like, well, this person understands, I guess, but the audience at the forefront and understands that just because you might like me or we might get on or you might think, and this is the other one, just because you might think this person's really good and could help me, it might not help the audience. And I, so I think what you do is very well. When we were chatting, you were very clear on who your audience was. You, you know, you told me it was start, it was tech. It was that, like, it was very clear. I've been interviewed by people. I don't anymore, you know, like, but I have been on shows where I've been like, who is it? Oh, just everybody. Entrepreneurship, for example, is too broad can't be that that's too broad of a category the amount of times i've been on an entrepreneur show and you think come on <laughs> like like so you, i don't yeah. you're you're nailing it it's really really good and i think another thing as well is that you know i've seen people who start podcasts and they just put a post out and say um, who wants to be on my podcasts and i'm kind of like no and i have people approach me about being on my podcast and i i look at their profile and i was like and i go back and i'll challenge it and i'll say i'd love to have the conversation but first can you explain to me how you see the fit with my audience. Yeah. Cause it's very clear in my description of my podcast, who it's for and what it's about. Um, and for some people it's like, yeah, I just want to be on a podcast. It's like, I don't care. Um, and yeah. for me, like, no, this is, this is very specific. So you have to watch that. Cause there's a lot of companies out there right now. Podcasting is obviously very much up and coming. And there's a lot of things I get two to three emails a day. I'm sure you do as well. Lee, like, this is why we, you'd be a great fit. We've got a person and they'd be a great fit for your show. And the funny thing is like, I have a solo show and I have an interview show and I also have a niche marketing show, like is in like a niche industry marketing show, like, like yours is like this. And only one of them is into is interview. Everything else is, is solo. The amount of guest requests I get, I love this. I love the guests you've had on the show. And, uh, and I'm like, well, <laughs> please name me whoever the guest was. Cause there isn't anybody on it. And so, <laughs> there's a lot of that where you have to be and that's what we say about your concept and format and the biggest things protect your podcast concept like like it's your baby like really protect it because if you don't that person comes along they get the exposure they want and they do not care about the damage they leave in their wake and that's the issue that, and i've had that myself i very rarely would i don't actually like get like i only get people on my show if i've personally reached out to them like if i've gone what have yeah. you done that made me go oh i like that um but i don't like ever if someone just flies into my inbox then never would i pick it up unless you are you know like very 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 like unless you go oh my gosh yeah and you see, you do the research mm. but you do have to protect that yeah yeah most definitely um so tell me then how can someone who's employed use a podcast to further their career brilliant i love this question and it's one that me and you discussed as well before and I think this is, I think probably the best use of podcasts in my opinion right now. And that is, um, there's three reasons to use for podcasting in my, in, in kind of basic terms, there's lead generation, which is what business owners are mostly looking to do. There is, um, authority building, which is what mostly coaches, consultants, um, anybody who is, who is like that one man band you know, solopreneur type person. They're very much trying to build their authority. But then the third one is networking, network building and podcasts. If you're employed, network podcast is, as in that's the goal, we keep that in mind, is probably one of the best ways that you will get known. And the reason why 
is if that's the goal of your show is to a specific industry and you want to reach out, you can reach out to some of the key gatekeepers really, because you're giving them something is the law of reciprocity is coming into hand. If you, which is if you give someone something without any expectation, they'll feel potentially obliged to give you something back. And what, so by starting a podcast and saying, let's say tech industry, and you say, I know I want to um, be seen as somebody known in the tech industry. The best thing to do would be to start a podcast called maybe, and I just pick the very basic generic names, like inside tech, inside the tech industry, UK, like niche it down, super specific. Um, you know, you could go right, if you're like, let's say like, in, like doctors, you could go right down into the specific practice that you do, you know, like brain surgery, da, 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 da. like you can go really, really deep. Um, because the goal for this is not high amounts of listeners. The goal is for you to get an hour potentially with somebody that you never would have been able to speak to if you were just, uh, say, a mid-level management or uh, or even lower than that. Let's say if you're just, just literally starting off at the beginning of your career. So having a network podcast that gives these people a chance to speak about themselves and everybody loves to talk about themselves. So when you bring people on... Um, you will get access. What's very interesting with that, though, and I'm sure you will agree with this as well, Leela, is the gold doesn't happen for the, for us. The gold isn't in the interview. The gold is when it ends. When the interview ends, you get a conversation with this person that that you would never be able to have had, and that person now will know you. Now there's that know, like, and trust factor. So if you turn up then to any form of industry event straight away and this is my goal how i and this is how i use podcasting in the content marketing space was you know you turn up to an industry event and all of a sudden everybody knows who you are and that don't underestimate the power of that kind of social not like that kind of authority play where if everybody if 10 if nine people in a room know who you are the 10th one's going to either pretend they know who you are or they're going to come and make a beeline for you and get to know who you are so it's a very powerful tool I did this firsthand. I was in financial services, I had done nothing in marketing whatsoever, spoke about marketing while I was doing that and then started, didn't know anybody in the marketing industry. So that's why I shifted to an interview show and had an interview show and ended up interviewing some of the top YouTube content creators in the world. Some of them being on Joe Rogan, like it's like insane. And mm. it changed within a year. You interview somebody once a day, once a week for a year in a specific industry, targeted, stay on track, do not deviate from that industry your name will be known everyone people not everyone but most people will know the people who need to know will know who you are and so um i think that could be utilized it's so underutilized but every person if i was starting my career now again it'd be the first thing i would do is start a podcast just use zoom or whatever you don't have to do anything crazy but just start a podcast get onto linkedin that's your outreach and just and ping it to everybody yeah brilliant brilliant i like it um, and, and, you know, it, it's something, I guess, until we had the conversation, I hadn't even thought about um, yeah. as, as how um, someone who's in their career, an employee, could benefit from having their own podcast. I think this is a great way. And, and I guess people might be thinking, well, it just sounds like hard work. In fact, I, I don't know if you saw, I've forgotten the guy's name. There was someone put a post out on LinkedIn the other day with all the steps that go into a podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> and it was a long list. It doesn't uh, have to be. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'd love to hear it. Um, I mean, I looked at it and I thought, my God, this guy knows exactly what I do because it's pretty much virtually everything on there was stuff that I do. Yeah. 
Um, so tell me, if it sounds overwhelming for someone, what does somebody need to start a podcast? Um, what they need to do to start a podcast from a like and it's like I say, I actually I do have a, a YouTube thing. It's like two hours long and it's like it's like broken into five parts so people can understand it. And it's how to launch a show from complete beginner. Um and so what the, I invite you to do then, Ash, is after this, if you want to put the link in the comments. Of course, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I'll jump back into LinkedIn and then um put it in the comments because that will um that'll help because I did it because I was asked so many times and it literally is five steps to launch a podcast and it breaks down everything, but I'll give you an overview into it. So the concept format we've already spoke about, that's the planning, but to actually launch a podcast is not very hard. You have to decide one of two things, either you're going to do video, in which case, which I recommend you do. I'm a big mm -hmm. advocate of video, um, but you can do audio only if you want, but I'm a big advocate of video because the industry is changing. Um, but if you need, if all you really need genuinely, is a laptop and a internet connection and like, like pretty much that's it like now of course i'm sat here in a studio with all the bells and whistles and the fancy cameras and the fancy lights you don't need any of that you don't need any of it all you need is a like a laptop and an internet connection you can you might need you know a couple of couple of um i was thinking dollars then because i might speak to a lot of us people but a couple of pounds a couple of dollars whatever it may be a month for some um software like Streamyard that we're using right now which will make you look a lot more professional you can use zoom but Streamyard is the one that gives you the best visual aesthetics and bear in mind if we're trying to make people remember who you are i would be very much making this look the best you can um, but it will get better as time goes on um, and you can host your podcast. You need to host your podcast, and that's you can host it for free on Anchor, which is anchor.fm. Um, mm -hmm. You don't have to spend a lot, and I advise that you don't spend a lot at the beginning, especially in this scenario. You spend a lot on podcasts when it becomes a business decision. Someone like me and you, Lila, who are using podcasts to build authority and potentially lead gen, then it's an asset that's invested in. But when you're doing it to network, you don't need to spend a lot. Just do that. Um, and, and that's it. If it's, oh, don't overcomplicate it is what I'd be a big believer in. So, and, and it is all in those mm. steps. It's very basic, but, but, but so why I would say that about the whole, um, the list of steps, those things, a lot of podcasters and I know, you know, I know a lot of them now, and it's one of these scenarios where I'm like, you don't, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to have show notes. If you don't want show notes, you should, but you don't have to, like, there's a lot of those things and not what you need to do, but what you should do. But if you're on a networking podcast, the reality is just do what you have to do to start and then figure it out as you go along. Mm -hmm. And I know I said that might contradict, it might sound like contradicts what I said about making it right, but the most, you can figure out the, the skill as you go along. You just need to make sure that your messaging is right from day one. Um, so yeah, don't worry about overcomplicating. And that's mm. what I would say, like, and there's a lot of people in this, in, in this industry and in every industry it's called complexification. They make things sound way more complicated than it needs to be in order for you to then go, oh my gosh, I, I need you to help me. And the reality is you don't, you need many, you, you can literally do it. I have all, like, I do it all on my YouTube channel for that reason. I've got how to start a podcast on Anchor. I've got how to brand it up in StreamYard. Like that's not stuff that people sell and they don't need to sell that. That's very basic stuff. You can find it mm. on anywhere. So um, yeah, just, just start is the, is the easiest thing Just start and whatever most of the time you probably find it's holding you back your mind and your men your, your, i don't yeah. know this i don't know that everybody now has done a zoom call 
you, I mean, I hope you have. <laughs> um, that's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. And and then, so tell me, what about people thinking, well, where can I find the guests? How do I approach them? What do I do to reach out? Yeah. What so what I would recommend with guests, and it, it's quite important. So when, when with guests, there are sites out there like um, one of my friends, Alex Sanfilippo, owns um, Podmatch. So there's like things like Podmatch and um, James... Mulvaney, he owns um, Matchmaker.fm, which is what me and how me and you met. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't how me and you met. I'd, I'd met, I'd seen you way before that. It was just when you appeared on the thing. I was like, oh yeah, I'll message you on that. Um, but if I'm honest, if you're in a niche industry, LinkedIn, um, what I recommend people do is write down. I call it like your key player list. So it's key players. You need to write down who are the key players in your industry. Okay, bear in mind, let's say you're in tech, and I'm just picking like, look, this is going to be so obscene. This is, but you're in tech, you don't go, oh, I'm going to have this, I'll have Bill Gates on my show, because that's not going to work. Um, but think about your specific niche. There are like rock stars in your niche. There, al there always are. Um, you know, so what you want to do is write down, I say, 10 key players. You only really want about 10. Mm -hmm. These are people who would be like kind of influencers and uh, the word influencer is not in the social media, let's sit on a Lamborghini influencer. The influencer is someone who, who possesses influence within a scenario. So anybody you know, um, we with, with me, with the financial service industry, when I did this, it would be, you know, there were, we have BDMs, business development managers. You know, there's loads, but there's like one that everybody knows. So it's like, okay, I need Jamie Pritchard. He needs to come on the show. So write down these people and then message them. As silly as it sounds, message them and tell them, and this is very important when you message them, tell them why you specifically chose them. Tell them what the show is about. So, so it's very easy to say, hi, da, 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 da. I'm doing a show, very basic. The show is about this, the, you know, so show is about whatever in the tech, SaaS, let's say. The show is about all of the key players in the SaaS industry. And um, I have decided that I would love to have you on the show for this specific reason. Give them a very specific reason. If you don't, some people might go, yeah, okay, I'll do that. But most people won't. Now to give, but if you give them specific reasons, people will go, wow. To give you an example with this, I got on a guy called Chris Ducker onto my show, who's um, the founder of Upreneur. Upreneur. And um, now I got Chris on my show, how I got, we have mutual friends and things like that, but, but I knew he's, you know, he was very high up and he's a very busy guy. So I was like, Oh, when I sent him a message, I said, hi, Chris, um, you know, I have a podcast like this and I really wanted to get you on the show. Actually, you've been on my list for a long time, but it reminded me to message you when I was watching Pat Flynn's live and at three hours and 45 seconds, you came on and you opened up a packet of Pokemon cards with him. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get Chris back on the show. I haven't spoken to him in ages. So when would you be free to come on the show that type of specific mm. level what is very good for and again another example would be like jamie pritchard is another guy might was the guy in the financial service industry i mentioned jamie was would did my very first training when we were learning about limited company buy to let years ago i mean eight years ago whatever it may be um and he i sent him a message when now like eight years later and was like when I launched my niche podcast and was getting people on, and I said, hi, Jamie, you might not know who I am. Now I knew he would know who I was because by then I'd built a name, but I was like, you might not know who I am, but I've got a podcast. This is what it is. 
I'd love to have you on because you might not know, but eight years ago, you did a, a, a presentation on this and I learned this, 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 and it actually helped me generate income. And I'd love for you to come on and talk about the power and how is someone going to say no to something like that? Yeah. Because, and that's what it is. It's you're being the more specific you can be, the better you will win. And when you do this, people will start to remember you because you're the person who is super specific. And a great example of this in a um, public setting is there's a, a, a um, there's a, there's a YouTube show channel, which is effectively a podcast, but it's visual. And you, I don't know if you've heard of it. So it's called hot ones where they eat. Um, what they do is this guy, he interviews celebrities and they eat hot chicken wings and it goes up in levels of how hot it is from like mild all the way up to like burn your mouth really hot. And he interviews like a, a, a triple a list celebrities that show, watch how a show is executed well by watching him his research and specificity in the way that he asks questions gets the guests to go what like all the time these guests are like how do you know that when did you know how did you see that? and and it's very funny because that show is fastly becoming one of the fast the fastest growing shows because of right. this because the level of specificity to the point where now everyone wants to go on it because it's known as the best show for the most specific research to a person so never underestimate the power of that'll cut right through the noise interesting very very good advice there as well so finally how do you see the future of podcasting looking like um i see it growing i see it vastly growing and i see it vastly changing so i think um the future of podcasting is going to be video the few, the pod, so in my opinion, podcast why when we were alluding to it at the beginning, I said about video, and I thought, I know, I know you're going to ask something about this. So I didn't want to keep going too deep. So the podcast landscape is changing. Podcasting has been around for two decades now, which is crazy. People don't really realize that, but it's been around for 20 years. The reason why it's taken so long to adopt is because us as the ability to have on-demand audio infrastructure has not been in place. You need Instead, you know, we've now got 5G and 4G. We need, you needed internet on devices everywhere with audio headphones everywhere, you know, things like that. And we needed cars that could play. So all of this stuff took a long time to make it work. It wasn't like video. You can just watch it on a computer. You had to be on the move. So 2018 is where kind of everything started to change with podcasting. We can, and, and COVID definitely helped that, but we have seen this shift. What you're going to see now though, is the uptick on podcasting is insane. It took nearly nearly 20 years, it took 18 years to get to a million podcasts. And in the in, in the last since 2018 to now we're at 3 million. So it's vastly growing. But what's mm -hmm. happening is what people would define as a podcast, the old school would define it as an RSS, which stands for um, real simple syndication on RSS only, which is audio only. But that's not right. the case. That is not the case anymore. Now a podcast is just this. It's just it's just a format. It's just a, it's just instead of being like a um, a certain type of like a video, it's just a type of video. There's vlogs, there's talking heads, there's and there's podcasts, podcasts, anything where there's an interview structure now very much is becoming a podcast. So there's the future changes, things like StreamYard allowing us to live stream it to social platforms. It's it's going to become just very, very every everyone's going to end up having one, but it's going to become a lot more um, accessible and 
to into the point where I think in 10 years time, we won't even remember that it was audio only. The audio only thing will just become a convenience that we want to be able to watch and then be able to switch as you know, we want to be able to watch it while we're on our phones and then be able to move straight over to listen to it while we go and walk the dog. That is where it's going to go. And I think um, one thing that the future of podcasting will also bring is that 3 million that's going to drastically increase for mm -hmm. a number of reasons. It's it, now is the time to start because it's going to get overpopulated because in traditional content marketing video, like podcast, like um, YouTube and TikTok and Instagram, retention is the be all thing. Retention. If you ever speak to them, it's like video retention. That's all you want. So to get somebody to listen to, to, to watch your video on YouTube for longer than five minutes, you are in the God tier of creators. It's very hard to do that. Um, we've seen this with TikTok with you know, 15 seconds. So these people have been in an industry where they are just honing their skills of retention, these video creators. A podcast, on the other hand, has very high retention. It's set and forget. People will sit and listen to you for 45 minutes, an hour, and not really think much of it. So podcasters have been spoiled because once the video creators are now moving into it, and we're seeing this happen, video creators, celebrities, things like that, they're all moving into this space because they've always fought for retention. And now there's a place that gives instant retention and they also have established audiences. So you're seeing now a YouTuber will start a podcast and they're instantly in the charts, instantly. So um, if you're a podcaster, you need to learn to be a content creator. And if you're a content creator, you need to learn to be a podcaster. And that's the future of it. In the next 10 years, it'll just be one tool in an arsenal of of other creative endeavors. Right. Really insightful shares. I mean, you're clearly an expert and authority in your field of podcasting and, and, and the go-to to person. And I love how... You know, you've spoken about the fact that, you know, people who perhaps at the moment listen to a lot of podcasts have never maybe even thought about having their own podcast. You've kind of introduced that option for them and there's significant benefit. And as you say, you know, the network building is huge and that's a lot about a big part of personal branding. It's a big part of, of you know, if, you look, if you're someone who is, you know, looking to advance your career, networking and building that circle of influence is really really important and something i talk about a lot when it comes to personal branding so it's a great way to reach out to people that perhaps you feel you wouldn't have been able to do before to have those conversations but have them recorded in such a way that you can share it with a wider public that that is incredible um so ash thank you so much for joining me today it's been an absolute pleasure very insightful for me too um, just reflecting on, on what I've been doing with my podcast. So thank you so much. Is there anything you. you'd like to leave the, the listeners with today? No, nothing at all other than I'll I'll make sure I um, drop the links for how to start one on there. And if they do have any questions, then um, just ping them across to me on LinkedIn, I'm guessing, because the best place for that. So if you have any questions about it, just because it's very easy, I can just point in the direction of, yeah, do this, do that. It's quite fine. Thank you so much. No worries. And I will catch up with you soon. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so. And if you enjoyed and gained value from today's episode, then do please leave a review telling us your key learnings and what you enjoyed the most. 
And do please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can spread the word on life leadership, creating a life of choice, freedom and new possibilities. Connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And if you would like to learn more about how we can work together, either DM me on LinkedIn or email me. All details and resources can be found in the show notes.